Welcome back to Pay the Juice. I'm Ryan Palmerian. With me, as always, Tony Negrelli and Dan O'Gator Picks, or Dante Giordano, for those at home. Let's have a go. So, not the greatest week for everyone last week. Uh, after a hot start, sitting at six and three through two weeks, week zero and week one, we're now sitting. I'm currently at eight and seven with Dante. Tony's sitting at nine and six. I'm one and two for my locks. Tony's two and one, and Dante sitting at three and two. So I do need to actually just cover this really quick. Boise State kneeling it on the five yard line. The cover for them was twelve last week against Marshall, and they knelt it on the five-yard line to run the clock out instead of running five more yards to hit the cover for me. And I had someone actually come at me on Twitter saying sportsmanship is more important than gambling. That guy's just <laughs> the worst. That guy's the worst. I don't mind, like, losing, but just don't rip my heart out and show it to me. You were right there. I This overweight, middle-aged guy, I could have walked it in. <laughs> but no, they, they decided they had to go and take it from me. But that actually isn't my beef. It's Tommy DeVito. I put my life on the line on Syracuse money line last week. And not only is Tommy DeVito trash, he's the worst kind of trash. He's New Jersey trash. (laughs) And it's just, I've been hearing for a year and a half, this kid is like one of the highest rated recruits and he's coming in. He's turning this thing around. Syracuse just gets their doors blown off. And that's why I can't stand Syracuse football. It was over so quickly that it was one of those things where they kept me hanging on until about, Halfway through the second, it was like 21-14 at one point. And then they're just, they gave up on football. They gave up on everything. And they just let Maryland run the table. Believe it or not, I guess Maryland's kind of good this year. That or Syracuse is just garbage. And Tommy DeVito just is not what anyone expected. I don't know. He better wake up. He's going to have a long Saturday night. I'll tell you that. It's going to be a long yeah. Saturday night coming up. That's what I mean. He's got Clemson coming up. So I, I've done it. The worst part is Syracuse is that abusive girlfriend to me. She cheats on me, and she hits me, and she's the worst. But when she calls me at 3 a.m., I'm going to answer, and I'll tell you what. I'm going to bet on Syracuse again. Oh, my God. Not this week. <laughs> Not this week. But it's one of those things that I just love to hate them. And I'm going to end up putting money, and they're just going to break my heart again. But I'm going to keep on crawling back. So You know, I actually have to hop in here because I, both of you complained about this game as being a snooze fest. All right? It was. It had – it had a classic trap written all over it, all right? You got ranked team, barely ranked team, on the road at noon, all right, versus Maryland, who what? They might be 26th, 27th best. I think they're already ranked this week in the country, all right? That had trap written all over it. I cashed the beauty of a ticket on Maryland, but that's not where I'm going to start this show. My complaint in years past and in weeks past has been the backdoor cover the wrong way, so the bad beats of the world, all right? But I'm changing the pace this week. I'm talking about two beautiful backdoor covers that just never seem to go your way as a gambler. But you can't always complain about the bad beats because once in a while you catch a miracle. All right. Got AM plus 17. They, they look out of it the whole game. They were so outmatched the whole time. I was completely on the wrong side. And then out of nowhere, here comes that final drive in a beauty of a touchdown in the last play of the game. All right. Then we're going over to Texas. Texas really paid me off fantastic on Saturday. All right, I know I gave out plus five and a half for the show, but you know what? I couldn't leave it at five and a half. That that nice number of buying it up to seven and a half makes all the difference in gambling. Five and a half is a nothing number. Seven and a half makes the whole difference. And once again, you got the final drive. 
complete wrong side. Last play of the game, they drop it in there for a touchdown for the cover. Lost on the show, but won in real life. I couldn't be couldn't have been happier with my Texas boys over the weekend. Nice job, Texas. And then I want to touch on one thing as well. By the end of the podcast, you're like, oh, I got all this this garbage we're spewing out to you. But if you listen to me at the end of the show, I'm telling you, I'm gonna, I'm going to make you money. Who had Nevada two weeks ago? I did. Who had Coastal Carolina playing Kansas money line? I did. That's two in a row now. Hey, the upset picks, the value picks. That's where I come in. You know, up a few units over there. So at the end of the show, I'm telling you, if, if, if fast forward the whole thing if you want. Listen to me at the end of the show. I will make you money on a couple of these money line dogs here. So that Coastal Carolina over Kansas money line pick—that's your walk off right there. No, I, I'm just getting, I'm getting started here. It's week two. I'll tell you that that was impressive. Actually, I'm actually looking forward. Uh, I know a lot of people have been complaining about this week of games. I'm looking forward to it. And I think there's gonna oh, be some. Oh my gosh! I know. I think there's gonna be some quietly good games. They're just not traditional powers, so people are overlooking them. I think it's gonna be a fun weekend. You know the squares are the ones that are overlooking it. The sharps are gonna make a lot of money this weekend. I guarantee it. It'll kick it off. Dan, I'm not sure how how sharp you are. I think you're more public, but that's all right. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! I might not be able to find an upset like you, but right now my locks are sitting at three and zero. So if you want to fast forward, fast forward to my locks too, because those are hot. What's the first game here? Let's go. Let's go. All right, first game we got Wake Forest versus UNC. Wake Forest currently sitting at minus three. Yeah, so really nice game right here. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're gonna see where Dano goes after after my pick here because he's more public side. I'm with Wake minus three here. I do like what UNC's been doing so far. Mac Brown two games in, everyone's all hyped up. Everyone's UNC this, UNC that. You have to beat South Carolina. They just beat Miami at home. You know they beat them. You know 45 seconds left, drive down, score a touchdown after blowing that 17-3 lead. I do like Howell at, at quarterback for them there. I think he's, you know, pretty good gamer. Uh, it's actually two comeback wins, that, which is also pretty impressive after they only won about two games all of last year. I like Wake Forest, though. Jamie Newman's a really good quarterback. Scotty Washington went for, like, I think it was 11 and, and 150 yards last week as well. Basically, my play here is just fade the public. I, I'm taking Wake Forest minus three at home, and, and that's the pick. Yeah, no, I, I understand the thought process around UNC being square. Um, coming off uh, two extremely nice wins that no one – I mean, if you would have said at the beginning of the summer that they'd get one of those games, someone would probably laugh in your face. But to get both of them is just incredible. Uh, Miami, South Carolina, um, big-name teams haven't had um, the greatest seasons of late but had a lot of hype coming into this year. To pull those wins off, though, I'm saying that those – those are much bigger wins than Wake Forest. So the fact that I know they're on the road and it's got classic trap written all over it, but plus three after two wins like that, I can't go against. Uh, Mac Brown has found a, a diamond in the rough in UNC, and I'm back on the Mac Brown train. Plus he came from Texas, who did fantastic, as I just noted, over the weekend. Mac Brown, UNC plus three. So actually, I'm going to say on the contrary, I had to dive a little bit deeper in this just to look at because you think of the Demon Deacons, and that's not really quite a powerhouse of college football. But I have been hearing a lot of rumblings that they're actually going to have a good team this year. I mean, they're in the ACC, so you don't have to go that far to be good. Their best win, I would say, so far is they slipped by Utah State. And nobody is going to think much of Utah State playing out of the Mountain West. But they finished 11-2 and last year, and their only loss was a 9-point loss to Boise State and a 7-point loss to Michigan State. That's a good team. So... That's kind of where I think Wake Forest is a legit team. 
In UNC, I look more along the lines of, again, like Tony said, I like Sam Howell. He's a top 100 recruit, number three dual threat in the country. He's got four touchdowns, zero picks on the year. But he is a true freshman. So you don't know when he's going to come down because they don't typically – He's. I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence is what I'm trying to say. I think he's going to get have a rough spot. And I think this is going to be kind of that letdown week where P- Wake Forest is an e- easy team to overlook. And they just came off a win against Miami, which nobody thought they were going to win, and a win against South Carolina, both last-minute wins, and no, everyone counted them out. I mean, myself, I thought they were going to go 2-10. and 10. They've already hit what I thought they were going to do for the year. I'm actually sitting on Wake Forest minus 3. I think UNC's good. I'm so impressed with Mac Brown. I just, I'm kind of expecting a letdown here. You had two really good weeks. So the next one we got uh, USC versus BYU. USC sitting at minus four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I believe it's USC plus four and a half. Is it? No, BYU no, plus four USC, and a half. USC is the it's favorite. In, it's in BYU. Okay, yeah, yeah. I kind of like this matchup a lot, actually. I watched most of the tech, uh, the Tennessee BYU game last week. Really didn't think BYU was going to storm back and get that. I like that Zach Wilson at quarterback. It's a, it's a freaking gritty, awesome road win. And I, I, I love that the Mormons went down and beat Tennessee and Knoxville. That's a, a, that's a really nice win. I, you know, as you can see, I'm, I'm really not a USC guy. I, I think I was, I was, I was off him last week. I lost there. I'm gonna be off him again. Uh, I don't really like them to be honest. I don't know too much about them. I can't buy into them. And BYU, I'd rather take them. They. Played two really tough teams so far. They played, who was it? Uh, week one, they played Utah. I, I was on them for that. They didn't show up for me there. They bounced back against Tennessee with that game. was on the slate, but I'm taking BYU in this game here. Cougars. I'll tell you what, this uh, AD over BYU isn't afraid of anyone. Going Utah, then Tennessee, and then USC. I mean, that's a hell of a, this might be the toughest first three weeks that anyone in the country scheduled. You know, now you get a, a gritty, like you said, uh, BYU team that are gamers. I mean, they're, they're not afraid of anyone. They're, they just went to ten, Tennessee and had a big win. Not to say Tennessee's anything special right now. They're in trouble. But um, USC, you know, I ended up taking them last week. I went against my pick I'm on the show. I apologize for that. But um, USC's got the athletes to get it done. BYU, that place is going to be hopping. Um, I love the four and a half. Um Probably can't get that to seven, but uh, more than a field goal. I think I'm on BYU plus four and a half as well. I get going with BYU. I'm actually on USC for this week. I'm going to butcher his name here, but I believe it's Keaton Slavis. He actually had an impressive performance for being a freshman coming in and playing against Stanford last week. Uh, 34 for 41, 83% completion percentage, 430 yards, three touchdowns, a one pick, almost a 200 rating. I think that's Especially, you know, it's an impressive performance, especially for a freshman. In USC, as I mentioned last week, I know they got St. Brown at receiver. They got loaded five stars and four stars all over that roster. BYU is a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I like USC. I like what they're doing. I got to be honest, I'm surprised. I thought Clay Helton was getting fired. So for them to actually turn around like this, I don't hate it. I, again, I was also on Stanford last week, and they lost by 25. So that's USC is doing something there. I'm going all in on USC this week. So here's uh, UCF versus Stanford. UCF sitting at minus seven. Yep. And so over here, this game's over on, on the East Coast. Number one, I really don't like to play a West Coast team coming all the way across the country. They just played late over there on Saturday. 
they lost. They have injury issues. Costello didn't play. Their left tackle, Walker, Walker Little, he's out for about five or six more weeks coming up. I do believe from what, I, what I've read, and it's still early in the week, though, here on Tuesday, I think Costello is going to play. If he does play, I give him a slight edge with him under center. UCF's got major QB issues. Wimbush has got problems. Um, I'm not sure they, they, they had that freshman or so that, that played last week. And they also have uh, – what, what's his face? He's back. Um, who played Milton? last year for them? He's not back, right? Milton? No, no, uh, no. no it's it's Daryl uh, Mack Jr. He's going to be yeah. starting this week. Yeah, he's back. He hasn't played it in a couple weeks to a couple months with his ankle injury. UCF hasn't really played anyone, anyone too good. They, they, they beat up on F, FAU last week. Stanford's definitely going to be a better team than anyone they, they faced so far. The one thing I will say, defense travels. I, I, I'm going to give a little nod to Stanford, ho- hopefully having the defense play a little better than what they did against USC, giving up 45 points there. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm, I'm picking Stanford plus seven. Not really confident. I don't really like the, the game altogether to bet, yeah, but I'm on Stanford and the Cardinal plus seven. Just to, uh, sorry, that was on me. Uh, to correct real quick, Daryl Mack is actually healthy. I don't know if he's healthy necessarily, but he's back. They're actually starting Dylan Gabriel this week, who's, again, decided to move away from Brandon Wimbush. Um, yeah, so UCF minus seven. Uh, like you, I liked where you started, where you were going, about the team traveling down there. That place, it, the UCF is a, is a freight train. They beat anyone in sight unmercifully. They have been, for the last three years, beat everyone they could possibly get their hands on. They'd slipped up against the LSU in that bowl game last year. They made it close at the end. Um, but for some reason, it doesn't seem to matter who plays quarterback. Um, I mentioned Milton. I, I think he's out with a broken leg. He had that horrible injury last year. Um, they won week one with Wimbush, who is just a mess of a guy, but they still rolled. Um and for some reason, this UCF team doesn't seem to lose. Um, I think at home that they're just going to roll Stanford. I think Stanford's off of a, another disappointing game. They're lucky to have survived that Northwestern mess, or they'd really be sitting in a terrible spot. But I'm going to go with UCF minus the seven and just hope they keep rolling the way they have been the last three years. Yeah, I'm on UCF minus seven for most of the stuff you guys hit on. But I do actually want to backtrack a little bit. Did you just say UCF slipped up versus LSU? LSU was starting their seven stringers at DB in that bowl game. They they won or they uh, lost. I know, but don't say they slipped up. They lost to seven stringers. I don't care who's playing. LSU is LSU. UCF has not been known to be a powerhouse. They were pulling people out of the stands to come play D back for them. What do you mean? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I can't stand the UCF fan base that they hey we belong and everything else. You had a great 2017 in the Peach Bowl, I believe it was, win over Auburn's impressive. But don't, come on, you had a great year. Let's not pretend. You guys lost to an LSU team that was depleted. And I I think it all comes back to them claiming themselves as national champions for going undefeated in the AAC and beating Auburn. But besides the point, uh, one of the better rivalry games in college football. Next, Iowa-Iowa State. Iowa's currently at minus two and a half. Now this game, I love this game. What's better than the Midwest battle for the Cyhawk trophy? <laughs> Great game here. Iowa going to Ames. It's actually college game days in Ames for the first time ever. Going to be absolutely electric over there. 
Iowa's got a really good defense. And another thing that people don't really talk about is that they, they might have the, the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Nate Stanley doesn't get talked about a whole lot over there because it's just Iowa and their, you know, boring first-style kind of offense. Kind of run the ball a lot, don't score 50 points a game. He's actually a really good quarterback. And Iowa State's got a great quarterback over there as well. I love, love Brock Purdy. He was thrown in there last year into the fire. Did really well. Kind of slipped up at, at, a, at a slow start. But, hey, it doesn't matter. They beat Northern Iowa. They got that win. It doesn't matter. Both teams are sitting at 2-0 and right here. I like Iowa State a lot. I was high in them in the beginning of the year. I think they can cause some havoc in the Big 12 to potentially get into the Big 12 championship game there. I think that they're definitely going to give Texas some fits. They're going to give some fits to some other teams. I think Baylor's pretty good. I think they're going to give them a couple of good games. Or uh, one good game, I think they're going to play Oklahoma tough. I like Iowa State here, getting two and a half. This, as Dante said in the beginning of the show, this is a game you not, might want to buy half a point or, you know, a, a full point for another, you know, dollar or two to get a, a better number and get it through the three or get it to the three because two and a half is, you know, not that important here. But if you can get up to three, three and a half, I, I like that a lot. And I like the Cyclones here uh, to win on the field as well. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I think if you're going to go, uh, the two and a half is a complete waste. You're better off going money line. Um, if you're going to take Iowa State or get it up to three and a half there, um, I'm I'm with you, Tone. I love uh, Iowa State in this one. This is going to be a great game. Just to move the chains a few times is going to be a battle. Both teams will show up. It seems to always be a classic. Uh, I love the college game day there. It doesn't really matter. This is a game that played later in the year. Records go out the window. Um, so both teams are right around the same level right now, I believe. So getting those points at home is very encouraging. I would say uh, only decision you have to make at this point is do you buy them up to three and a half or do you take a money line? Other than that, Iowa State or pass for me. I didn't think about it. I do like the whole buying up because um, I was looking at actually Iowa minus two and a half, and here's why. So Iowa State, yeah, they got their bye week, but that bye week came after they barely slipped by Northern Iowa. And as great as a coach as Matt Campbell is, he does not play well early in the year. I believe two years ago they lost to Iowa State. Um, I just they for some reason Matt Campbell teams just seem to struggle early in the year, and that's why I actually think Iowa's going to pull this game off. Iowa's been looking really good. They haven't really played much. I think they beat Rutgers thirty nothing, and then they played Miami Ohio won like thirty eight fourteen somewhere in that ballpark. But Matt Campbell teams just don't play well early in the year. Now, at the end of the season, I think Iowa State's going to be in the running for a Big 12 championship. But I also, I could be wrong here. Has Matt Campbell ever beaten Iowa? I'm not sure. Not All sure I do either. know, Matt Campbell is 9-2 and two against the spread as a dog and with a handful of those outright victories as well. Uh, Dante, can you pull this stat up for me from last week? What was Tom Herman against the spread and as oh, an underdog? He's a maniac. I don't know. He's 31. a maniac. But then tell me what happened. <laughs> I'll tell you what I covered. I, you, you, you had to buy points. Me. You had to buy yeah. points to cover. It's a veteran move. <laughs> All right. So uh, next game we got here: Michigan State, Arizona State. Michigan State sitting at minus thirteen. Another great game here. Not sure if the, our listeners and viewers know, but I'm a Spartan diehard fan here. This game is also at four o'clock. So honestly, this is on on the TV first, and then I'll flip back and forth between Iowa State, Iowa. I, I bleed green and white here. Uh, wrote an article actually as well last week ripping apart the offense. Rightfully so. It, it, it needed to be done. And D'Antonio, you know, ripped into the, his coordinators and the players as well. And they came out and absolutely crushed Western Michigan. They, they won like 51 to 10 or so. It, it wasn't even a game. So 
Had Lewerke finally thrown for 300-plus yards. Finally found a running back, potentially. Elijah Collins is, is getting the starting nod back in, in the backfield, and he's going to get the bulk of the carries. D'Antonio said he rushed for 200 yards. Daryl Stewart had about 11 catches for 190 or so. The defense, everyone knows the defense, but people, I think they take it for granted. Actually, the defense is not only potentially the best defense in the Big Ten, it's a top 10 defense in the country as well. Jaden Daniels, true freshman quarterback for Arizona State. Good luck, bud. You're going to have a rough day over there. Uh, they also want some revenge. They went to Arizona State last year, and they lost in Tempe. Kind of ruined their season a little bit. They kind of spiraled out after that, and they fizzled out to 7-6. and six. They figured out the offense wasn't that good. So I think they really want to get this game here. D'Antonio, if he wins, it's win number 110 uh, at Michigan State, and he'll be the leading uh, um, with wins uh, in program history. Arizona State only won 19-7 over Sacramento State last week. That's not a very good performance. I don't, I don't care you know, where it was or whatever, but 19-7 over them, they're, they're in for a much tougher competition here. I'm going to lay the points with, with Sparty and go minus 13. Go green. I uh, I think this is – I find this one being a, a big number at home. I think it's a game, no doubt, that they get done, Michigan State, that is. Um, like you mentioned, revenge spot. Um, 13 is quite a bit. They don't have the greatest offense. I can see a defensive score, though, getting into the 13. So I'm going to be on that side. I'd also like to take a prop. Uh, is there an over four and a half beverages consumed by four o'clock, Tony, for you um, at the start, at the at the kickoff of this game? Can this, I get an is over? Like, this is going to be an over here. I'm going to I'm laying low during the week. I had a tough weekend in New York City. So I'm going to be prepped up prime for uh, Saturday, probably early, probably around 1, 1.30 or so. Beautiful. I, I knew that over was looking good. All right. Michigan State minus 13 for me as well. Keep moving. Yeah, I'll just keep it short and sweet here. I like Michigan State minus 13. I think they got the best defense in the Big Ten. Uh, Arizona State's got to travel all the way up north. Michigan State's offense seems to be clicking. I don't know if I totally buy in the Tom uh, Coach Herman there. Jaden Daniels is a solid QB for Arizona State, but again, still young, playing a fantastic defense. It's going to take away the run game for him. Not sure I can really get on Arizona State. Moving forward to a game I'm actually probably really looking forward to this weekend, Florida versus Kentucky. Florida sitting at minus eight. You know, I was looking forward to this a lot as well, and I would have been more so if Terry Wilson didn't didn't get hurt. I love him as a player. He's electric. He's really fun to watch. Their backup actually isn't just in scrub as well, though. Sawyer Smith, from he's a grad transfer from Troy. A lot of he's actually had a lot of experience as well, uh, starting and you know being under center. He actually won a bowl game with them, and he, he was I think it was the Dallas General Bowl. He was the MVP there. Is uh, that's a big game. one. And so Kentucky's still a threat. They can still run the ball and stuff. I think the floor defense can be too much. And you know that whole Cinderella story was great last year. I loved watching Stoops and, and what he did down there. Really like Benny Snell and Josh Allen. Unfortunately, those guys aren't there anymore. This team is different. They, you know, beat Toledo by a couple scores. They beat Eastern Michigan by a, top, by a couple scores. At home at night, you know, it's going to be close. But in the end, I, I'm, I'm taking the Gators minus eight. I, I think they are a, a much stronger team than, than the Cats this year. You know, this is another good game. Beautiful SEC contest Saturday. Um, whoever said that this isn't a good slate it should not be, not be friends with that person. Because I look at this slate and just see beautiful games all over the place. Not only great games to watch, but great games to bet on. Um, so, um, one second here. I'm getting my mom's calling me. I, uh, Jesus Christ. So, anyways. You still um, live at home, Dan? 
No, no, no. She, yeah, she's do. calling me about the Yankees game going wild. Um, Guardy's got two home runs, just a quick update. But anyways, back to what matters. Okay, I'm not buying into Florida. You know what? Uh, they had 12 sacks versus Miami. They, they barely snuck one out there. Miami, obviously, is no good. They lost at UNC. They're 0-2. Um, Kentucky plus 8 is very intriguing to me based on the fact that it's uh, still an SEC team at home versus a very, very shaky D, uh, offense in Florida. Uh, Felipe Franks is a guy I don't want to root for, so I'm going to go Kentucky plus eight. Yeah, I'm sitting on Kentucky plus eight, too. I, I like what Kentucky does, and like Tony was saying, Sawyer Smith, he's not horrible. And he got to play last year, I know, the Dollar General Bowl against UB, so it's not like an eye-popping bowl win. Had 1,670 yards, 14 touchdowns, six picks, another 200 yards rushing and a touchdown, and that was with Neil Brown at Troy. And Neil Brown had this weird like QB by committee last year where three separate QBs got some serious playing time. So his stats are not, they don't, you know, they're not jumping off the page at you, but the kid can play. And Terry Wilson, he was all right. I don't think this offense really misses a beat because even though he was the starter, I don't see a huge gap between the two. And I think he can kind of fill in and help move the chains with his legs. As far as Florida, don't think the offense can do a whole lot. Mark Stoops is a great coach. I think he'll actually be headed to probably Florida State, Florida, somewhere like that pretty soon as he gets an upgrade here in the next few years. Felipe Franks is an imposter. He's just not that great of a quarterback. Uh, you, So I'm actually all in on Kentucky plus eight here, and I feel good about it. And I think it's kind of cool that they could pull off their second win here after going 31 years without one before last year. And the last game we got on the slate here, Clemson versus Syracuse, minus 28 Clemson. Now, if anyone watched that noon game, Syracuse-Maryland, you could tell it was a snooze fest. I don't care how many points that Maryland scored. They ran all over the place. That's not a fun game to watch. The game was over in the first 10 minutes. And if you were sharp, like myself, yeah, it was beautiful. We're looking at the 3.30 slate to see what the next game we're going to put our winnings yeah. on. But Clemson's coming into town here. Stupid. All those Orange fans thought they were going to have the college game day coming in there. You're one and one. Good. I'm glad it's going off to Iowa. Okay. Syracuse is a, it, it's a dump. You don't want game day going there anyway. This game is going to be 45 to three. Dino Davis can say all he wants about, I, I listened to some press conference. He's like, yeah, it's basically, we just got our bell rung. It just got knocked out and you come back and it's clear and you just start over and stuff fresh. Well, guess what? Uh, Etienne and Lawrence and those receivers in that defense, they don't care if you just got your bell rung, got knocked out, you're going to start fresh. You're going to get knocked out again two weeks in a row. This game's, you know, 45-3. Clemson can pick a score. Clemson minus 28. I do not like Syracuse. I've never been a Syracuse fan. And I was with you. I was on Maryland. I love watching them light up the scoreboard. Um, I don't want to root for Syracuse. I don't think they're that good. Um, I think they're overrated quite a bit. But for some reason, they find a way to make a game close versus Clemson. I don't know why. It's only been the last like year or two, Dan. What happened? No, I understand. But in the Dino Babers era, um, Clemson, you know, they got to travel up to Syracuse. How about this though? Tickets are going for like a hundred plus. No thanks. I'll sit at home and watch this one. But twenty-seven and a half is a number that I find interesting because you're at home. It's a night game, and you know what it is? Is they think they have a chance. And the Maryland was a big letdown spot. They, They clearly didn't show up for that one. But for some reason, I think they get up for this one enough to cover. Enough for 27 and a half is a 
crap load of points for a team that's lost by uh, that won and lost by less than a score last year. Q's plus 27 and a half for me. The only way they cover is if they talk about this little backdoor segment that you had earlier in the show. They need a backdoor cover. That's the only way they have a chance to cover if they, if they backdoor cover. No, yeah, I was going to mention that actually. Um, come on. If they're getting crapped on second half, Clemson's going to pull a few starters. Cuse is going to keep trying for their, their fan base there. I could see an easy late touchdown there too. That's another uh, thought um, going forward with my pick on them. You're going to hear crickets in the dome in the second quarter. Syracuse is dead to me. I put everything I had into them, and I wanted them, and I wanted it to work. And Tommy DeVito, he just didn't give me what I was looking for. And he was just – he's just he's garbage, as I mentioned at the start of this. I don't think I'll ever – I don't think I'll ever pick Syracuse ever again. I don't care who they're playing. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever pick Syracuse ever again. They're dead to me. Pick them when they play Florida State. Nope. No, Willie Taggart will be fired by then. I'm not <laughs> yeah, worried true. about it. I'm going with Clemson minus 28. Uh, that's all we got as far as on the slate. Tony, what do you got for locks this week? Yeah, w- one lock here. We're going down to Knoxville. It's not a great place right now. I'm not sure who's going to even go to this game. They're playing UT Chattanooga. But it's it's balls minus 28. If this doesn't hit. That it's it's going up in flames on there. If they're only winning by a score or two against against this team, geez, I I got the balls minus twenty eight. I I think they they put it on them. They they win by forty or fifty. Name a score. Couple upsets to, to dabble with. I, I'm telling you, if you're gonna play something my of my picks here, these are some ones here. You might, might want to just toss half a unit or so. I like Houston uh, on the money line at plus two seventy five. They're playing Washington State. That's a Friday night game, and I also like fading. Maryland here, a couple nice big blowout wins for them. Temple coming off a bye week, and I'm going Temple plus 240 on the money line as well. I think you screwed up. This is locks. Like you're supposed to be confident in your picks, and I didn't hear a lot of confidence in anything you just said. Tennessee's a lock, and then I got my two upset picks. And how then, how do you ever I, put a lock on Tennessee? They lost to BYU and what was it? Georgia State, Georgia Southern. Some other trash school. Jeremy Pruitt is now going to come through and win by four touchdowns. <laughs> you know, now you're talking me out of my lock. I'm back on my lock. Minus 28. Book it. I'll talk to you next week. Do- Joshua Dobbs coming back to play quarterback this week? Dante, what do nope. you got for locks um, this week? Okay, so this has to be a mistake. And I, I think you need to not jog, not run, but sprint to the window with this one. Oklahoma versus UCLA. Over 73. Are you kidding me? 73 points. Oklahoma is going to do that by themselves. If UCLA contributes anything to this game, it's going to go way over 73. All right? Nice, short, sweet. Oklahoma, UCLA flying over 73. All right? Moving on to my upset. Did you not see that beautiful win Florida State had last week? They're back. All right? Beating Louisiana Monroe in overtime by fault of a kicker missing the extra point, has Willie Taggart come back all over it. Florida State on the road in Virginia, plus 226. Book it. Wow. What a so, homer freaking call is. That's oh, – all right, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> so this is coming out. We're recording this currently on a Tuesday night, so I don't know how long this line is going to hold. So listen, I bet my kids' college tuition on Cincinnati. We got to win. I double down. 
I'm in the doghouse a little bit because I'm trying to get her to go back to school. So here is the pick you need right here. Oklahoma minus 22 over UCLA. I don't care if you take a second mortgage on your house. Put it down on this line because it's going to go through the roof. It's going to keep on moving. UCLA lost to Cincinnati. And then they went and lost by nine to Fresno State. And now they have to go play. What was that? San Diego State. Sorry, San Diego State. They're all the same. So you're going to tell me the best offense in college football can't win by just over three touchdowns? This is a lock. This is like Tennessee. Don't. Why would you put your money on Tennessee? This right here is what we're talking about. Minus 22 versus UCLA. And I got one more for you. I want you to close your eyes if you're not driving. Summer's day. You're walking through the grass. And you step in dog shit. (laughs) Do you know what that dog shit is? It's West Virginia's offense. And their defense. (laughs) You you can jump on NC State. Minus six and a half. Against West Virginia. And just to back it up with a little bit of stats for you. West Virginia is averaging 32 yards rushing a game. (laughs) And they've played Missouri that lost to Wyoming. And James Madison. They can't throw the ball. They can't run the ball. They can't play defense. NC State put up 41. Doesn't matter if they didn't play a very good school last week. They put up 41. And then they put up 34 against East Carolina. Put your life savings on NC State minus six and a half. That's all you need to know. I had a rough week. I'm bouncing back. I'm due. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're giving free money away for. Where can they find you guys on social media? Yep, at Tony Negrelli on Twitter. At Dano underscore Gator underscore Picks. I uh, haven't updated them uh, in a week. Took last week off, but we're going to put up a boatload of picks back up this week. Get me at RD Palmieri on Twitter and find us all on Saturday Tailgate. You can search us anywhere. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, leave a review. Good, bad, doesn't matter. Let us know how you feel. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week.